Are you a teacher who's feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you worry that you're feeling symptoms of burnout? (laughs) Or are you sure you've already gotten there? Have you started to dream of doing some other kind of job or perhaps pursuing a whole different career? But you don't know what else you're even qualified to do? You don't know how to start a job search? You just feel stuck? If that sounds like you, I promise you're not alone. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I'm a career transition and job search coach, and I specialize in helping burnout teachers just like you deal not only with the stress and overwhelm of your day-to-day job, but to consider what other careers might be out there waiting for you. Join me for Teachers in Transition. In some episodes, I'll be speaking to stress management techniques and how you can manage your stress on a day-to-day basis. In other episodes, I'll be talking about career transition. What tools do you need to be successful in a job search when you're moving from one career into a totally different track? These are questions that you need answers to, and I can help you find those answers. My name is Kitty Boytnot. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. Welcome back to episode 104 of Teachers in Transition, the podcast and the YouTube channel. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I am the owner and founder of both Boytnot Coaching and Teachers in Transition. If you have listened to this podcast or watched this YouTube channel in the past, you know that I alternate topics each week. One week I talk about career transition for teachers because I am a trained and experienced heart-centered career transition and job search coach to teachers who are ready to leave the classroom and want to find something else to do with their careers. I'm also a certified stress management coach, and so on alternating weeks, I talk about stress management strategies, specifically with teachers in mind. This week, I am offering stress management, and I am taking one of the topics from a recent webinar presentation that I posted as an evergreen presentation that you can uh, have access to if you'd like to, to learn about six other strategies for managing your stress during the final weeks and months of a typical school year. Not that there's been anything particularly typical about the last two springs, last year certainly, with everybody shutting down and scrambling to figure out what to do. Nothing about last year's spring for teachers was typical, and this year's not much better, maybe just a little bit. But it's still stressful. Even even if COVID weren't an issue, the end of the year, the months from March to May to June are typically full of stress-related issues for teachers, whether it's all of the testing that has to be done or the concern about getting your kids ready for the test or all of the meetings that your administrators require you to attend or whatever. It's just a stressful time of year. And I want to offer some tips, 
thoughts, strategies about how you might not necessarily eliminate that stre- that stress during this time of year, but to manage it, mitigate it, proactively address it so that it doesn't wind up making you sick. Now, I've talked about this in previous episodes uh, in t- Teachers in Transition, and you can find those listed. But today I'm going to be, t- I've, I've talked about creating the mindset that you need to get through the last few months of school. I also talked in the, the episode before last about the importance of practicing healthy habits, you know, keeping yourself well by practicing good health habits, drinking enough water and eating well and getting the sleep you need and all of that. But all of that's just part of what you need to do. And this week, I want to talk about the importance of your taking control of your work environment. And that is going to sound a lot easier to say than it is to actually do. Because what I know from my own experience is that many teachers, too many teachers, are dealing in environments that feel toxic, that are unhealthy, perhaps physically as well as mentally and emotionally. But there's just a lot going on that is creating a toxic environment that is hard on teachers. And by this time of year, it has a cumulative effect. It begins to really take a toll. So I want to offer some suggestions for how you can at least make an effort to address the toxic. If you're working in a toxic environment, if you aren't, glory be, say a little prayer of thank you for not being in this kind of environment. But many of the teachers that I talk to on a regular basis describe a toxic environment, one where they don't feel supported by their colleagues or their administration. They are under constant scrutiny. Uh, They feel like nothing that they do is good enough. Uh, They are surrounded by whiners and complainers, and it begins to build up and take a toll. So one of my recommendations for how to deal with working in an environment that feels unhealthy, that may have a toxic effect on your mood, your attitude, your Um, sense of self is to try to find someone on your staff, on the faculty, who approaches things in a similar way that you do. Find a like-minded colleague. Now, you might have to search a little bit, and especially if you're relatively new to the building, it may be harder to do this than than it sounds. You may have already found someone. But I've been in a lot of different buildings over the years. And finding that person or that small group of people that you are in sync with and you can 
share your feelings with without judgment and without fear of them telling on you or tattling is 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 a tricky business um there was an occasion when i was new to a building and honestly for the very whole year of my first year in that building i had this sense of i didn't know who i could trust i had decided that perhaps my principal was not someone that i could count on but i didn't know if i was the only one who felt that way and so i was very careful not to share with anyone i would go home i was married at the time so i would go home and tell my husband about what was going on and so get his take on my perception of what was going on but i didn't have anybody at school that i could feel reliably comfortable talking to uh and it wasn't until the very end of the school year like 2 weeks before the end of the year that someone said something to me that made me think ah this person this person has some insights that i could certainly benefit from and suddenly i felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders So if you can find someone like that, find someone who is a positive thinker, who has a positive outlook, who can make you laugh about whatever's I mean, even in the worst of circumstances, if you can find something to laugh at, then you might feel a little bit better. In the event that you feel like you're being singled out or overly scrutinized if the principal's in your classroom every day or every other day observing making notes uh finding things to criticize and critique you might want to start documenting this is this is another way to take control of your environment you don't have to feel like a victim so you can start to document anything that feels off If you feel like you're being selected out of everybody, if I mean if the principal is managing to get in on everybody once a day or several times a week and you're not the only one who's being scrutinized, then you know you don't need to be too paranoid about it. But if you do get the sense that you're suddenly being put under the microscope and that you're being scrutinized more than normal then document anything that might feel off to you so that if it comes to the principal moving for putting you on a plan of administrative assistance or whatever it is that he or she might have in store for you that you're not caught completely without some sort of defense So document anything that doesn't feel right. You need to also consider that not everything that happens in the building is about you. So don't take a, a, as an affront 
everything that happens because it may not have anything to do with you. It goes back to I've offered in past episodes the recommendation that you read the book, The Four Agreements. The one of one of the four agreements is to not take anything personally. So even if it feels personal, know that it probably isn't until you know for sure that it is. And then be prepared to be assertive in your defense of yourself without being overly aggressive or defensive. And that's a, it's a tough, tough thing to do. It's Sometimes it takes a little bit of practice, but you need to, it's a skill that you need to develop. Be assertive, stand up for yourself, but don't be aggressive or overly defensive. Whether you're defending yourself or your practice in your classroom or even your students. You want to, if if your principal is giving you a tough time and you feel like you need to stand up for yourself, that you you haven't done anything wrong, you need to, to be willing to stick to your guns, but you also want to keep your options open. So you don't want to burn any bridges. You don't want to say anything that you might be sorry for later. You want to keep things in perspective. All of this is part of taking control of your work environment. So sticking up for yourself, but keeping your options open. You want to avoid the drama that may be going on in the building that may or may not have anything to do, probably doesn't have anything to do with you. Don't get drawn into it. Steer clear. You don't need to. You don't need to take on someone else's battle. So if you have a friend who's having an issue and the principal's coming down on them, you you can be supportive of your friend, but you don't need to get drawn into the drama. And finally, stay clear of the gossip mongers in your building. You know who I'm talking about. Every building has them. Stay out of the, just a good rule of thumb, whether you're in your first year of teaching or your 30th year of teaching, stay out of the teacher's lounge. That's where you will hear all the grumbling, the, the griping, the criticism of everybody and everything. You'll hear the gossip. And if you love gossip, that's the place to be. But trust me, you'll be better off in the long run, if you don't know what the gossip is. Do your job. Stay clear of the drama. Don't hang out with the grumblers and the gripers. That is a good way for you to manage the work environment that can all too easily become toxic and unhealthy for you. So that's it on that topic for today. If you have any questions or comments, certainly feel free to share them. Please review this podcast so other people can find it more easily. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, please email me at kittyboytnot at gmail.com. 
I will offer the, the link to the stress management webinar presentation that I referenced earlier in the uh, conversation today. And if you have any thoughts, recommendations that you'd like for me to share with others about how to control a toxic work environment, maybe something that you've tried in the past that, that worked for you, let me know and I'll be happy to share. That's it for this week. As always, stay well, stay safe, be kind to one another, wear a mask, whether you've been vaccinated or not, in public until we get this crazy pandemic completely behind us. It is, we see light at the end of the tunnel, but it is not behind us yet. And I'll see you again next week. Thanks for now. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.